Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. to the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time, fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the weekend mailbag. So for that, we welcome in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. Of course, above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. So, Chris, we talked about this Jamal Adams trade earlier in the week. You think we're going to be getting some questions about it here in the mailbag? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine there's, you know, probably probably one uh, at just one though. I don't, I don't think it's going to be. Nah, of course, it's going to be a Jamal heavy a mailbag. I'm assuming. Spoiler alert: There's more than one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's start with Harry Skillman. He says. Not that I would wish it on him, but injuries happen in the NFL, and if Russell Wilson was to suffer some Sam Darnold-type injury, mono, bad luck, and miss significant time this season, how bad do you think the Seahawks would be in terms of draft position? It's so impossible to say because how much time is he actually missing? Somebody brought this up, though, about Russell Wilson because he just had the new baby and Sierra is very worried about everybody's safety. Maybe he would decide to opt out of the season. I don't think that he's going to do that. But could you imagine if Russell Wilson opted out of the season? Jets fans would go ballistic because then all of a sudden they would think this pick could probably be a top 10 pick coming up in the 2021 draft. I guess it really depends on how much time Wilson would miss. If he missed like the entire season or most of it, then the pick could be pretty high. But if he ends up playing most of the season and maybe misses only a few games, you're still probably looking at a playoff team. So I would say that if he misses a few games, you might be looking at something towards the very back end of the teens or early 20s. And if he misses a lot of games, then you might get really lucky and it could be a top 10 pick. But Russell Wilson has been pretty much an Iron Man. The guy doesn't really miss games. So I would fully expect him to play all 16. You got to remember here, who's his his backup? Ah, yes. The great Geno Smith. Geno Smith's leading them to the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, no. uh, (laughs) That, you know... Jets fans would uh would like that for the to get a much higher draft pick that's for sure, uh, but yeah, the, uh, Russell Wilson is 
yeah, he's, he's pretty steady health wise. He, he's one of those guys that knows how to protect himself, whether he's running, whether he's in the pocket. Uh, obviously, it's, it doesn't make it impossible, but um, that, that's, uh, you know, hey, Jets fans, I, I can understand wanting that higher draft pick uh, no matter what. But yeah, that the Seahawks offense. It, it, it is, I'm not. I'm a Geno fan, and I always have been. I, I know he's not. He's clearly not Russell Wilson. But even for an, another like like good st- quality started quarterback, that's really tough offense. It like Russell Wilson is the one guy who makes that offense go the way it goes with that offensive line being as bad as they've been. Um, losing Russell would be a big problem for them. Losing Russell Wilson would be a big problem for anybody. I've said this before. I think Russell Wilson, you can make a credible case, has been the third best quarterback of this era after Brady and Manning. You could obviously argue Aaron Rodgers, and there are some people that have tried to say that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. I actually think all said and done, you can make a real case for Wilson up at that top tier because of what he's been able to do regardless of circumstances. For him to be able to do what he's done with terrible offensive line, Lions and really subpar surrounding casts is just incredible. Look at how close he had them to the NFC Championship game with a team that he had to drag on his back. He had so many players that were hurt, and that team wasn't that great to begin with last year. And then you think about the fact that if they had gotten in there against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, Seattle and San Francisco had some real dogfights last year that came down to the wire. They very well could have been in the Super Bowl, and for Wilson to be able to get them to that point to be even within striking distance of a Super Bowl with that team was incredible so I think that if Russell Wilson is lost for any real significant stretch as you said that team is going to be in quite a bit of trouble next question comes in from JP Waxer he says do you guys think last year's prolific sack rate by Jamal Adams was partially the result of Mosley and Williamson not being in the middle now that they're back would he have been given as much freedom to rush the passer somehow I doubt it yeah I think he would have been I think Greg Williams really loved using Adams that way Where he could disguise him, mix and match him Throw him in on the edge every now and again Use him as a free blitzer I think that Greg Williams really unlocked that out of Jamal Adams last year And he absolutely would have been given a ton of opportunities I actually think that the Mosley and Williamson returns Are bigger for Quinn and Williams than they would have been for Jamal Adams Because now it's going to give Quinn and Williams more opportunities Because instead of having to stunt in two gap And do all these things to stop the run that were so much harder Without Mosley and Williamson With Mosley and Williamson there to plug up the gaps Quinn and Williams will probably be used more as an attacker So I think that as much as Mosley and Williamson coming back is huge for the Jets, Adams was going to be used that way as a pass rusher regardless. Yeah, he was going to be used that way no matter what. Uh, He was used that way uh, not quite as much or effectively, but before Greg Williams got here and before uh, those inside linebackers. Um, But that was just – there's definitely something towards those injuries making them, uh, you know – go to that a little bit more but once you see that that's unlocked uh, why why wouldn't you use that you're not gonna have i don't care what position you play if you get an outside corner pierre desir can effectively 
uh, blocked from the or blitz from the outside quarterback blitzes like Jamal did last year, then guess what you're going to see a lot of Pierre Desir doing. Uh, it, it doesn't matter where you line up on the field. If you can rush the passer that effectively, that defensive coordinator is going to use you to do that. Um, obviously, and, you know, losing C.J. Mosley, uh, C.J. Mosley's not uh, some pass rusher. So, like, that that didn't affect it. And what affected, what made it happen more was just there's nobody else that can rush the passer. Um so, yeah, but it, he would have used that. And guess what? Seattle's going to use him in very much similar ways. Seattle's going to keep him in the box. They're going to move him around, but they're going to go ahead and blitz him too. They're not going to just drop him back in coverage or just have him uh, run, uh, play the run game. They're going to use him and, and send him in on uh, pass rushes as well. Like I said, I think Greg Williams really created the blueprint with Jamal Adams and on top of that as you said the Jets don't have anybody that's a really talented pass rusher all due respect to Jordan Jenkins who's okay but we know what his limitations are and with Seattle they don't really have a big time pass rusher either they did with Frank Clark two years ago but they traded him away so they're definitely going to be using Jamal Adams in that capacity you heard Corbin Smith say it on the podcast I have no doubt that Pete Carroll sees him doing some big things as a free blitzer for Seattle. Next question comes in from Michael McCann. He says, two questions. With Adams gone and McDougal only having one year left on his deal, who do you want taking over at strong safety? I really like Will Parks. Saw him play at U of A. Also, now with the two first-round picks, do you think the Jets can draft Jamar Chase? If not, who are some guys you want the Jets to draft? So let's start with the first part of this. I hadn't really thought about who they could get at strong safety, but I will say McDougal has shown he's a pretty solid strong safety. I know he's going to be turning 30, but if they could get another year or two out of him, if Joe Douglas can get him to sign for cheap, that might not be a terrible option, especially since the Jets don't have anybody else that could play strong safety. That's not what May or Ashton Davis can do. May is a free safety. Ashton Davis is a free safety. And May's in the last year of his deal, too. But I think if McDougal plays well, fits in, Greg Williams likes him, there's no reason why he couldn't be brought back. I'd have to take a look to see who other external options are. I haven't really looked into that yet. And as far as first-round picks, yeah, sure, it's possible that they could deal up for Jamar Chase if they're not in a spot to pick him. I think Chase is the most talented wide receiver in the country. I think you could make a case that he was actually the best receiver in the country last year, even over Jerry Judy. I know there are people that will go crazy that I said that. I'm not saying that it's definite. I'm saying you could make that case just based on talent, not production last year. But Jamar Chase has incredible talent. If they're in striking distance of him, they could certainly deal up. There are other guys that I like. There are guys that are going to be coming up later in the round. Patrick Sertain Jr. could be interesting. I don't know if he projects as a corner in the pros. If he does, he could be part of the answer to the long-term corner problem. I love Penny Sewell from Oregon. I've watched him quite a bit. There's that kid from Miami, the pass rusher, Roussel. I haven't really watched him that much. I've heard a lot about him, but I haven't sat down and watched him. And there are plenty of other really talented players that off the top of my head I can't think of right now, but I haven't really sat down and looked at tape of that many guys that would be in the draft in 2021. So off the top of my head, I would say Jamar Chase certainly should be a target if they're anywhere in striking distance. And there are other guys that they could look at, like Patrick Sertain Jr. 
and Penny Sewell, depending on where they finish and if they feel like it's worth dealing up. What do you think, Chris? Any thoughts on the strong safety position beyond 2020 and any guys that you like heading into the 2021 draft? First, I need to express my thoughts at how annoying it is that Patrick Sertain's son is going to be in the NFL. (laughs) That's that's what I want to express my thoughts on. And we just need to sit here and think on this for a minute because it's really annoying. It should not be allowed. There is, it it should like, no, I I, I refuse to accept that Patrick Sertain's son is going to be in the NFL and I, I don't want the Jets to get him because I don't want to have to be uh, have that stare me in the face every day. In fairness, though, Chris, wouldn't it be fun to rub it in Dolphins fans' faces that Patrick Sertain's son is a Jet? I don't care about that. That would be <laughs> that, my face would be rubbed in how old I am every time I see or talk to him, and I don't like that. Um, all right, uh, the strong safety situation, I, uh, I'm just going to be honest here. I have not given a second of thought to. I saw the trade come in, and I was like, oh, McDougal, that's perfect. That's like that. It, uh, he really is, I think, like a perfect replacement for Jamal in this instance to come along with those draft picks and just be a, just a good, solid, uh, strong safety. Um, that, that, like – you couldn't ask for a better situation there. It's not somebody that anybody is going to be looking at. Like he's going to be really replace Jamal. Like everyone understands he's not going to be Jamal, but he's, he's a really good solid guy. So I saw that and I was just like, well, okay. They don't have to worry about that this year. And I hadn't given a second of thought to beyond that. Um, but well, you'll have to see how the season plays out because it's every possibility. I know McDougal is not exactly young, but he's not. He's got some football left in him. Mm-hmm. So there's every possibility he comes in. He uh, plays w- well enough to earn another contract. He's not going to cost a lot of money. It's not like you know having to pay Jamal either. He's he's not Jamal. He's not going to command anywhere near, near the money. Safeties aren't that expensive. And then obviously Marcus May is a free safety, but you're going to have to wait and see how the season plays out with him. Uh, if he can stay healthy, if he can have a good season, especially without Jamal here, are they going to bring him back? Because if, if they're not, then uh, we have to look at Ashton Davis and how he came and then what they're going to do about both spots. So I haven't given a second thought to beyond this year. Um, and to be honest, I'm having enough trouble uh, having thoughts on this year still with everything going on. So I'm definitely not going that far. But as far as the using those draft picks, I'm, I mean – there's there's some names you went through a bunch of names there's this receiver class is going to be really deep uh there's a kid from minnesota justin ross from clemson who i know some health issues but i mean extremely talented but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say you guys you know what i'm gonna say i'm using those draft picks on offensive line and wide receiver so Penny Sewell and Jamar Chase certainly would be in the discussion for a trade-up yeah. in the Chris Nimbley era as general manager if you were sitting in Joe Douglas's seat. Absolutely. Uh, those guys are, are going to be right at the top of my list, and I'm going to do everything I can to try to get at least one of them. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress, and that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. 
They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hoopin' with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hoopin' with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from JJ Calder13. He says, Personally, I'm done with Jamal Adams. He's on another team and I couldn't care less. Wish we could all move on. He was a fraud and I'm all about him being gone. I'm so glad this can be Darnold's team now and new leaders can emerge. True leaders. Well, there's no question in there, but glad that you could get that off of your chest. JJ Calder13. Next comes Michael Christopher. He says, with these first-round picks, is it safe to say they should be used on premier positions like tackle, edge, and corner? Miami got knocked for picking Austin Jackson and Noah because there were better players on the board. Should the Jets have the same approach no matter who's on the board? No, I don't think so. I think it's always got to be some combination. You don't want to take a guy who plays a premium position just because he plays a premium position if you don't really believe in the guy. But yes, you obviously want to put a much higher emphasis on taking premium positions. So for example, if you have two guys that are ranked reasonably close and one of them plays a premium position and the other one doesn't, take the guy that plays the premium position. But if you think one guy's an all-world player and another guy's just okay and the all-world player doesn't play a premium position and the okay player does, you don't want to take an okay player over an all-world player. So there's got to be room for something in between there. But yeah, absolutely, they should put a major focus on the premium positions, and I have zero doubt that that's what Joe Douglas is going to do. He's all but said it out loud. Yeah, in an ideal world, you want to spend them on premium positions, but like you said, you want that guy to be, you know, Chase Young, you see Chase Young, he's at a premium position. Yeah, that guy's good. Go get that guy. 
Uh, but Jamar Chase, wide receiver, not a pre- premium position. Huge need for the Jets, especially in today's football. Uh, and he's really good. You go get that dude. Um, so I I am generally stick to that. I, I've been talking about this for years with the Jets. I just it, we're, we're not near the uh, level of Jets, uh, people around the Jets talking about their need for a pass rusher for, you know, what, 15, almost 20 years at this point we're talking about this. <laughs> we're not quite there with receiver, but I've been uh, begging the Jets to really try to get uh, some real offensive firepower for their quarterbacks pretty much my entire time covering this team. Uh, There's a couple years where they had some good combinations, but they didn't keep them together. And then they end up with like Jeremy Curley as their best receiver. Like you, you cannot survive in the NFL like that. So, you know, and I'm not just going to say, I'm just going to take any receiver with those picks, but there's a lot of really good guys. Like I didn't even mention Devonta Smith, Alabama receiver, like, go ahead, give me Devonta Smith. Um, and yeah, but I'm definitely looking, uh, offense and then, but this is one of those things, like I would put more of an emphasis down the line on that. Um, especially when you're talking about edge and cornerback, um, you know, somebody like Rousseau from uh, Miami, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with getting him. Um, but I'm not just taking an edge just to take an edge. And, and we talked about that. And this year's draft, uh, knowing that they weren't going to be able to get uh, Chase Young and the Chiasin talk. At, remember when that was happening? It was like, no, there's no, you don't take him just because you want an edge. Yeah, that's too high to take him there. So ideally, yes, you'd like to use those picks on those premium positions because those picks have the best chance to pan out, at least on some level of being good. But you you can't force it. Yeah, you can't force it at all, and you have to be flexible. As much as I always say, you don't want to draft just for the the upcoming season. You want to draft for four or five years going forward. At a certain point, you do need to add a bunch of weapons around uh, your your quarterback. So I, I'm going to probably go ahead and be willing to break that to go get one of those court, those receivers with a with the first pick with one of those first round picks. And with that we'll wrap up part 1 of the weekend mailbag. We'll be back with part 2 tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure that you follow Chris on Twitter at @cnimbly and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work over at jetsinsider.com. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could do that for us, we'd be really grateful. It's an easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. It doesn't cost you any money, but it helps us out a lot. So if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and turnonthejets.com.